Hello and welcome back to the Gopher Report podcast. My name is Connor Stevens and with me is Alex Carlson. Uh, the Gophers are coming off a uh, upset victory over number four Penn State, 31-26 at TCF Bank Stadium. Uh, and the crowd did not disappoint. It was a swarm of maroon and gold on the field afterwards, and uh, it lasted long after most Gopher games where fans are at the stadium. So it was one that was big for the program uh, and big for the fan base and the state of Minnesota as well. Alex, what were your thoughts uh, initially after the Gophers were able to come away with a big win over Penn State? I think initially the one of the things that I was impressed with, and we were just talking about a little bit ago before we even started recording, is that you know, I think you, when if you watch that game, you know, I think from the get go, obviously Minnesota scored first, but I think when you watch that game, you genuinely felt like Minnesota was the better team from start to finish. You know, it wasn't one of those games where you know there was a PI in the end zone at the end, and Minnesota got the ball at the one or some fluke, you know, couple fumbles that that, that kind of gave them a victory. It was wasn't anything like that. It was it was generally was you know obviously Minnesota got the couple picks, but it generally was Minnesota was just the better team that day from start to finish. You know, and and, and that was what ex- that was exciting to me is you know you, you play the defense who's got what second in the nation in points scored, like we said, second in the nation in rushing yards, double their rushing yards per game that they usually allow, and then essentially over triple the amount of points that they average per game. It was just an all-around exciting and, and, and dominant performance from the Gophers. And that's something we thought could happen with the points. Uh, we Neither of us uh, predicted over 30, but we both had 24, which was over uh, the Penn State average, average yeah. for what they allow. And we'll go into where I was wrong then. Uh, I predicted a 27-24 Penn State victory. You predicted a 24-21 Minnesota victory. So props to you there, and shame on me for doubting the Gophers. Uh, in their biggest game in TCF Bank Stadium in a long time. But uh, let's go. let's go more into a little bit where we were wrong before we go into where we were right. First, uh, big apology out to from from both Alex and I and analysts, I'm sure, in the media before the season, uh, during the season, and even leading up to this week. We are sorry to Sam Schluter. Uh, he was the highest graded gopher lineman this week. At 80.4, 84.1 graded in pass blocking, uh, which is exceptional. He was someone that was being picked on a lot before the season as a big question mark. And he's answered all those questions and probably done much better than anyone expect. So, uh, Sam Schluter, uh, we apologize for that. You've been great this season. Now, like Coach Fleck and Coach Callahan have said, you've raised your expectation, and uh, this is what we uh, expect to see from you each week now. One of the things that Alex mentioned was forced turnovers defensively, and they definitely did that. Uh, Alex, what did you see from the secondary? What did you see from the defense and Joe Rossi that helped put them in those situations where they could force turnovers? Um, well, especially if we're going back to the the couple of interceptions. Well, the first one, I guess, Winfield... That was, I mean, just a huge play by him, obviously, to get momentum. That was more kind of a cover four look. You know, they they ran, um, number one actually went up on like a petite post, and then the two ran an out route. So you had Winfield one-on-one with their out receiver, and it was it was not Hamler. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but it was a situation where Winfield's a better player than he is. He had he had good position on him. You know, I think Clifford was trying to just take a chance to make a play, and, and Winfield, you know, being the better player, made the play. The second one was a little bit more interesting was if you watch it, it was cover one over the top and they had Hamler, I believe and then Hamler running, um, running deep 
And you can kind of tell pre-snap just being Winfield, just being the smart guy that he is, was starting to shade over towards his direction because obviously it's KJ Hamler and he demands that kind of respect. But what was interesting from that one in particular was they actually ran a blitz with Mariano Sarimarin. And if you watch the replay, he gets he gets a free rush and it's the running back that picks him up. Mar- Sarimarin basically gets a full head of steam and just plows the running back right into Clifford, which basically causes him to not be able to get he wasn't able to step in the throw. He wasn't able to get through his full arm motion. And the ball ended up being probably a good five yards short of, I mean, if not more of where he wanted it to be. And so when you hang a ball up like that, we were just talking that Chris Williamson almost ran into him because um, it was so underthrown. But then you give a, you know, you leave the ball hanging up like that. You're able to get pressure in Clifford's face. And then Winfield just makes the terrific play to, to get the pick. And again, you know, stop a, a Penn State drive that was, that kind of had some momentum and they had had a few first downs up to that point. It seemed like a few times Penn State had a lot of momentum and they were driving and they got into Minnesota territory and even in the red zone several times inside the five. But Minnesota got some key stops. What did you see from the red zone defense and just the way Rossi called it, the way the players played it? Chris Williamson's big pass deflection on KJ Hamler in the corner of the end zone in the fourth quarter was huge. What did you see from the Gopher red zone defense that made it so successful? Well, you first, I mean, first off, you got to give him credit because, you know, when you get to the red zone too, the, the field shrinks a little bit to where all of a sudden you might have your safeties playing back, you know, 12 to 15 and, and backpedaling right off the snap. Whereas once you start to get to the red zone, you're starting to play a more flat footed, you know, keep things in front of you. If you're, if you're in a position where you're maybe at the 10, you know, you line appeals on the goal line and you rarely even backpedal in those cases. You're kind of just, you know, feet fire and watching things in front of you. You know, I, I think it was kind of a mixture of things. I mean, I think. Rossi did a good job of, of, of mixing up coverages. I think one thing, too, that obviously the players got to make the plays. So, you know, I think from film room, especially earlier on in the week, uh, they probably saw a few different, you know, route combinations and things that they like to do. Um, and especially when the, the one corner route you're talking about, the Hamler, uh, Hamler, which was a huge stop by Chris Williamson. You know, I'm assuming that was probably one earlier on in the week that they had watched and probably run previously and thought that, all right, if we get a trips look with Hamler as number three in the slot, you know, most likely we're going to, you know, they're going to try to do some sort of pick route or get him open up in space, which they did. And I think, first off, too, you just got to give a lot of credit, especially to the to the front seven, putting Penn State in a situation where they had to kind of throw the ball. You know, if, if you're marching down the field and, and you get him at the, you know, the five and you get him down to the one on second down, it's like, all right, now they have essentially three downs from the one. Whereas they didn't really have many opportunities like that just because the front seven was playing so well, especially when they got inside the you know, red zone inside the 10 and, and wasn't allowing him to to get close enough to the point where they could just kind of pound the rock. Switching gears to offense now, uh, when you look at the play calling from Kirk Shiraka, I know you uh, had a tweet, called it almost a perfect game from him. Uh, it seemed like every time Penn State threw a different look out there, there was an answer for it for Minnesota and for the offense. Uh, there was one play in particular that we talked about a little bit before it started recording. Uh, Rashad Bateman's first touchdown, there's six O-lineman in there, there's a tight end in there, there's a running back in pass block. So they got to get more in the box to equate numbers up the middle. Rashad Bateman up the sideline, they try to fake a cover one. Talk a little bit more about play calling from Shiraka and from the Gophers throughout the game that let them be successful, especially throughout the air. Yeah, it was. I was incredibly impressed with the game that Kurt Shiraka called. I think the one play that he might want to have back is just the, is the, the, I think it was the second or third down at the end of the game where Tanner Morgan got sacked. Um, but other than that, I mean, essentially it was a perfect game where, you know, we were even talking again before this where it kind of seemed like every time Penn State threw, you know, a cover two lookout, we had 
you know, an RPO called where we were running those digs, attacking the middle of the field. You know, every time it was, or you'd see the Penn State, you know, safety drop and Tanner pulls it and finds somebody on a slant. It was, it was honestly, you know, masterful. I mean, it was, it was a perfect blend of running and throwing, you know, and then what he did do so well too is Kirk Soraka does such a good job of setting things up for later on in the game. And again, we were talking before that where, you know, we've been setting up those slants and those digs all game long, and that became a second and twelve in the third third uh, quarter. And instead of running the dig, essentially fake the dig, and then and then Rashad Bateman runs an out route for fifteen yards. So that's just a good job by Soraka to understand the situation. You know, set things up the first couple quarters, and then expose the defense in the third quarter when they're thinking that you're going to run those digs again. You stop them and do the opposite. So I, I was incredibly impressed. How about you? Oh, definitely. And as much as it was a great game called by Kirk Soraka. The players go out and make the plays. Tyler Johnson with an amazing game. Rashad Bateman with an amazing game. Uh, most receiving yards in TCF Bank history. Both of them shattered the overs we set at for TGR lines at 70.5 receiving yards. But Tanner Morgan was especially impressive. I mean, just every uh, different type of throw he had to make, whether it was over the middle, uh, towards the sidelines, under pressure, he was 5 for 5 passing with a touchdown and 98 yards when he was blitzed. He was 7 for 9. When he wasn't blitzed, he was a perfect 11 for 11. There wasn't really much going wrong for Tanner Morgan against the Penn State secondary and Penn State defense that was top five in the country going into the game. And one throw that, I mean, it's hard to nitpick an 18 for 20 right, right. game, but one throw that uh, I know Tanner Morgan wants back was that a corner route to Tyler Johnson in the end zone who just yeah. overthrew him. I know he knows he can make that throw and uh, wishing he could put could have put up a little bit more points for the and, offense there. And Connor, we were even talking too, like I said before we started recording that, you know, we, we knew that, you know, we talked last week that Morgan over the middle, he t- he's, he's incredibly accurate in the short to intermediate range, especially over the middle, running the slants and the digs, that, that's kind of signature of the Minnesota offense. But we were both pleasantly surprised at just the kind of the down the field shots that um, they take, especially, like you said, the one fade to, to um, Bateman when it, when it was kind of that cover two pocket and he hit it. And also the one-on-one to Tyler Johnson for the touchdown um, where you don't really see the coaches, you know, have Morgan throw the ball on the outside down the field a ton. but both plays, he put the ball right on the money. You know, didn't he didn't throw it out of bounds. He didn't hang it up to dry. He put it right on the money, and and both of them led the scores. So that was, you know, that was great to see. Yep, and terrific catch by Tyler Johnson there on the sidelines, catching it with his left hand while the other arm is being maybe held, maybe interfered with, but doesn't matter in the end. But not to be taken away from that is the throw that Morgan made because that landed right in his left arm in stride. That's something that you don't see from a lot of gopher quarterbacks in the past. I know before the season, I was looking at Tanner Morgan and what he could possibly produce this year for the Gophers, and I thought 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions would be uh, a realistic and good year for him, a very good year for him. That'd be a historic year for Gopher quarterbacks in the past 10, 20 years. And right now, through nine games, he has 21 touchdowns and four interceptions. So uh, that shows what Kirk Shiraka can do, the improvement Tanner Morgan's made himself, uh, and just how good this Minnesota offense is, has been, and how good those receivers are, uh, which is one thing we did get right from uh, the last podcast and our predictions. Uh, we thought that there was a good chance that Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson and Chris Oppmann-Bell would be able to break out against a Penn State defense that really doesn't have many holes, uh, but it was their coverage unit, and they exploited that. Uh, so 
They had a huge game for the Minnesota offense that has really been clicking and whether it's been primarily on the ground or they have to switch it up and go through the air. Before we end today, we want to do some final thoughts on the Gophers' 31-26 victory over Penn State. Alex, why don't you kick it off for us? So I was going to say a couple of things. I was, in, I, well, I guess we, I kind of referenced it at the beginning, but just the fact that Minnesota essentially looked like the better team from kind of from start to finish. And if it wasn't for the one Shannon Brooks fumble at like the 50, which I ended up scoring a touchdown on, you know, that was a game that could have been a quite possibly a two score win for the Gophers. You know, they were the better team basically the entire game. And I think what was exciting to see is that there was never a hint from anybody in Minnesota that they, you know, weren't ready for the moment or they, they had to bow down to Penn State. It was, they, they were confident from the get go. They believed in themselves. And I think that's, that's PJ Flex, you know, mentality and then the kind of the way he carries himself that, that passes down to the player. So that was pretty cool to see, you know, credit, got a credit to Minnesota for playing a, playing a heck of a game. And not only does it pass down to the players, but it's passing down to the fans, too. They changed their best in, a, in an extraordinary way. The students, uh, just the overall fan base and state of Minnesota, they're supporting the Gophers now. And they have the same mentality as the players and the coaches. They're 0-0 zero and zero in the Iowa championship season as well. And that's something when it reflects from top to bottom and includes the fan base and the rest of the state is something that's really rare and cool to see, especially for a program that's had some underwhelming home crowds. My last final thought pertaining to the game, this is a really good gopher team, and that starts with the players. How many guys made big plays? Chris Williamson, Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Carter Coughlin was making pressures all game long. Jordan Howden, the walk-on from Las Vegas, made an interception that sealed the game. Tanner Morgan played his best game. Shannon Brooks played a good game, picked up a huge block that led to a touchdown. This is a gopher team that has playmakers on both sides of the ball and at multiple positions, and that's not something that we've seen from gopher teams in the past. Uh, so those are my final thoughts. I expect another sellout for the Wisconsin game on November 30th that will, at the very least, be for the Big Ten West Championship. Before we say goodbye, I want to congratulate Jay Evans 4 from MinnesotaRivals.com for getting TGR lines 9 out of 10 correct. Only one they missed was Tanner Morgan's 1.5 touchdown line, which they picked the under on. You will be getting a free month added on to your Gopher Report subscription, and there will be another chance for our subscribers to win again this week when we preview Iowa. I'm Connor Stevens with Alex Carlson. Thank you for listening to the Gopher Report podcast.